Malakanaji, my name is Standing Holy. This name was given to me when I was young by Frank White Buffalo Man, a Sioux elder and grandson of Sitting Bull. This name was Sitting Bull's daughter's name and was gifted to me to use in this life for the benefit of the people. So here I am. Standing holy is the wisdom, strength, and guidance I have drawn upon to live well. It's preceded every ceremony I've ever done and has seen me through the hardest of life's experiences. Leaning into who I am on a soul level has carried me through the unimaginable. And it can for you too. This podcast is geared to summon your light, your heart song, your gift and contribution to humanity. As we embody and live by our true authentic self, we raise the frequency of the earth and all her inhabitants, something that is needed now more than ever. My greatest teacher, Floyd Hand, told me before he passed, my girl, when you begin sharing your stories, you will help a lot of people. This was his vision that I am carrying out. This is my heart song, as Wakanaji. Hey everybody, this is Brandy coming at you with another episode of Standing Holy with Brandy Tuttle. And I have the honor and privilege today to be sitting on the beach in Malibu, California. And as I'm sitting here, there are five dolphins that I can see playing in the surf that just came up to, to greet us. Maybe you can hear the waves crashing in the background. Throughout this podcast, you might hear the seagulls and birds, sounds of nature. And my intention is that this be very inspiring to you as it is for me at this moment. You know, in my life and practice, I talk a great deal about being in balance, in a state of balance, so that we can navigate our life well, so that we can lean in, tap in, tune into what is real, the spiritual aspect of who we are, who we were before we were born, who we were in a way that uh, is strong, getting in touch with mind, body, spirit, leaning into the elements for the sake of our well-being. When we raise the frequency of our mind, the frequency of our body, the frequency of our spirit, it puts us in a state of alignment with that creation source that we are from. As a human being, when we are born, we are born into this, as Esther Hicks with Abraham and Hicks, she talks about the leading edge of creation. And that is true. That is absolutely true. And I actually got to listen to her speak yesterday for her to channel Abraham. And it was an honor. I've always looked into, you know, her teachings and appreciate all the teachings that are out there. And for those who have really stepped out to be that voice to help to guide us, because we're all teachers and we're all students simultaneously. And with that, it was interesting because when I looked into um, coming to this event, there were many events, many places that we were able to um, go to and that these events were happening. But for whatever reason, the one that stood out in LA was the one that really felt right, felt like where we were supposed to be. And I wasn't sure exactly why. So when I got here, I had my hotel situated and I was gonna be staying you know, right there in San Gabriel where the event was. But on the same note, um, I knew that there was gonna be something more like it just felt like it. There was such a sense of um, flow. And I knew that LA was gonna be the direction that I needed to be. You know, there were other events down in San Diego and other options. So I went ahead and went with the one that felt like it was 
you know, the rightest thing for me at the time, and it made sense. So as I was sitting in my hotel room the other night, I leaned in and I thought, well, of course I'm here for the event, but it felt like there was something more, that there was going to be a synchronicity, a reason for me to be here that was beyond um, the event only. And as I'm sitting in the hotel room, I just really put it out to my guides and leaned into them and said, you know, if there is another reason that I am supposed to be here, you know, let it be shown, let it be um, brought to us. And next thing you know, a good friend of mine, he is in California and has this place in Malibu, but I didn't have any idea that he was going to be around. So he reached out and responded to a post that I had put on Facebook and Instagram, you know, hollering out to all the L.A. friends and family that if you're around, you know, um, go ahead and lead me to some great places because I prefer, you know, water and earth <laughs> over people anytime and over concrete. And so my friend reached out to me and he's got this beautiful place on the beach of Malibu and it happened to be free last night. And so there it was, the connection that, you know, I felt before this opportunity even arose. It was already in alignment, and it was in alignment with my intention. It was in alignment with, you know, the greatest good of all concern, because that, again, is how I lead my world. I do my um, RPM sessions that way. I do the energy work sessions that I do, and I just lead my life from that perspective, always knowing that life is happening for me and not to me. So with regards to anything that comes along, I look at it as a gift, even if it has perceived negative qualities or connotations to it, there's always going to be some kind of a navigational tool about it. So I do my best to lean in in a way that allows me that freedom, allows me that moldability to be able to pivot and flex as need be. Because anytime we are too fixated on a perspective or an outcome, we have this expectation we adhere to, all of a sudden it makes us rigid. We get caught up in the story. And there's a tremendous amount that my guides will talk to me about with regards to the story. That whatever, wherever it comes from, if it is from our upbringing, it is, if it is because of traumas or things that we have been through, we create these filters throughout our life <clears throat> that we actually funnel everything else through and that becomes the story that we live our life by and sometimes that story will dominate us if we're not very intentional and careful it's very important for us to live our life as intentionally and awake as possible so that we can you know see the synchronicities when they're there, that we can see the opportunities when they arise, because sometimes we will miss the vast majority of these beautiful opportunities because we are so fixated on the isness of what might be going on around us. When I first got into LA, I actually was driving from Sedona. It was only about six and a half hours, so I thought it would be nice to drive by Joshua Tree National Forest and, you know, see some of the things and also feel into the land because anybody that knows me understands that I love to tune into the nature that is around me, whatever it looks like. So as I, as I was driving in, feeling into the land, the closer I got into L.A., the more I could start to perceive the people, the more I could start to feel into, you know, the energetics at large. Once I got into LA and into my hotel, then San Gabriel, and it was a nice place, not too far from the event that happened yesterday. Boy, the uh, sadness that came over me. And so much of what I want to talk about and impress upon you is the idea and understanding that as an energetic being that we are, we can pick up on energy that is not our own. That anything that might be going on around us 
is going to carry a frequency. And the more people that are around us, there's a collective frequency that we're going to tap into. And if we lean into that, all of a sudden we can mistake it for our own. That sadness, the lower level, the uncertainty, the feeling at large was pretty heavy. And it takes a great deal of awareness and spiritual clarity to be able to look at these feelings and decipher whether they are your own or if they are something that you are tapping into um, on a larger, larger scale. And that being said, it's so easy if you're not awake, if you are someone who is um, sensitive, feels a lot, it could easily just make you a basket case. It could easily make you someone who gets swept away by life rather than you being the navigator of that life. When my friend reached out to me and said, hey, you know, I'm in Malibu, why don't you come on out? It was awesome. I said, absolutely. I even let go of my last night there at the hotel because he had this great little bungalow that he, you know, had and it was available for me to stay at. This morning, my intention was to wake up and watch the sunrise. And this is the only little spot that I know of that is actually east-facing, yet on the west coast. <laughs> this little cove allows you to see so much. So all of a sudden this morning, you know, I'm woken up. And I know it's because my intention and my guides knew it was my intention to wake up with the sun, enjoy the sunrise. My eyes opened up and I'm looking out over the Pacific. And there's this most beautiful orange, this cast of the sun starting to light everything up. And just a couple minutes after that, I hear this knock on the door and it's my friend and he drove down from his place to come and watch the sunrise with me. And as we're looking out over this horizon, I can feel the power of these elements really coming together. The earth beneath my feet, the water crashing in the tides, the air this morning was so still, so warm. And to know that that fire, that sun, was rising. And I could feel those things igniting in my own body. I could feel that raising my frequency up. Blessed. And whenever I am out on the Pacific anywhere, I can't help but reach through the water, reach into the kingdom, the animals of the water. The dolphins that came to visit me today as I'm speaking, the pelicans that are out there on these rocks fishing, the seagulls that are above, all the life, the clams, everything. It's just profound here. And as I reach into the Pacific, it takes me back to about 20 years ago, 19 years ago, that I actually lived on the Big Island for a period of time. And Hawaii is the pinnacle of energy for me, the absolute pinnacle of the elements at large. And that is a beautiful, beautiful aspect, these elements that are so powerful and to be able to um, lean into those areas when I travel is the highlight of these travels. And I have so many stories when I was in Hawaii, so many stories of that land. And I felt strong to being there because the culture, 
the depth, the people, the tradition, the ritual, the ceremony that is so ancient, was so strong there, leaning into the native peoples of the land wherever I travel to is such a highlight because the native people that are there tell the story, tell the story of the land because the land is what grew these people. The nature that is there is timeless. Those elements that invite us to walk among them is timeless. The people are the product of the land, of spirit, and of the merging of these two forces. In my energy work that I do, I talk about how spirit always comes first. The idea, the notion, the energy, the spirit behind something always precedes the physical. That's how we're able to utilize energy work, spirit work, ceremony, to move the needle of the physical world. That is how it works. If you have the capacity to up-level yourself, mind, body, spirit, use the elements of earth, air, fire, water, tap in, tune in, lean into that which makes you who you are, and you refine your body, refine your mind, refine your spirit, all of a sudden you become this conduit for spiritual energy. As I've said before, when we breathe, we are inviting spirit into us. It is that invitation, and that's why breath work, spirit work, songs, pules, chants, prayer, toning is powerful because it is our breath reverberating through our vocal cords. It is the way that we can speak life bring life, bring that spiritual quality into everything around us because our voice carries that resonance, that frequency about it. So I ask you this, what are you, what are you leaning into? What is your energy field contributing to the greater good, my friend? How do you speak to yourself? How do you speak to others? What are the thoughts that you think about yourself? What are the thoughts that you think about others? What is it that you are predominantly backing up with your energy? You know, what is your dominating energy field? Is it that of positivity? Is it that of something that is going to lean into and bring forth the greatest good of all concerned? Is it something that is going to nourish and lift you in your mind, in your body, in your spirit? Because our energy field begets another. We merge energies. The minute we think about somebody, we are merging with their energy. That's why you can think about someone strongly and next thing you know, they're emailing, they're texting, they're phone calling, or you run into them in the next day or two at the grocery store. Sometimes somebody might be having a hard time and they pop into your mind. And maybe you reach out to them, maybe you don't. Maybe you find out about their hard time and you thought, gosh, maybe I should have reached out to them. I remember being in Hawaii. And the powers that are there for me were so incredibly strong. Spirit was so incredibly strong. The essence of that land really spoke to me. The past lives that I've had there, 
the correlation that I see between the Hawaiian people and my own Native American roots is uncanny. The way that they too work with the elements, work with the directions, work with the spirits that help guide us in our life. The way that they use song and prayer, frequency and sound. And there was that one night, <laughs> I could feel spirit telling me to do ceremony. Well, my daughter was little. I can't remember if she was two or if she was just getting ready to turn two, but nonetheless, she was around there. And my son was young, probably about nine. And the room that we were staying at, we were staying with some friends when we moved there. And I had Malia sleeping on the inside of the bed. She was on my left. I was in the middle. Dimitri was on the outside of the bed, on the right. And I had just gotten them to sleep. And I was sandwiched between the two of them. And I could feel spirit saying, get up. You need to pray. <laughs> and I didn't want to. One, I had just gotten them to sleep. Okay, all you mamas and dads out there, you get it. And then two, I was tired, a little bit lazy, didn't want to get out of this warm bed. And I could feel spirit get up. And there's me. No, I don't want to. Get up. No. Ugh, I don't want to. And then I hear the dogs that my friends had, one in particular, outside my door, starting to whimper, starting to tap the ground with his foot, feeling the presence, and I knew it was spirit, approaching, coming into the place. Next thing you know, the, all the lights turn on, the TV turns on, Everything electric turns on in that room. <sighs> Fine. <laughs> Got up, turned things off. Boy, spirit knows how to make a point. Get up. You got to pray. It was non-negotiable. <laughs> Anybody that's followed me in my life understands that there have been plenty of things that have been non-negotiable in my life. But I was happy to. You know, I was happy to get up. Sometimes I can be hard-headed and they've got to force their, their point a little bit with me, but that's all right. I actually kind of get tickled when they do that kind of thing and come into this physical world to that degree. So I get up, and after I shut everything down and just had the minimum of light, I started to pray, and I got my Indian things out. And I had been given this great big tobacco leaf. And, you know, some of our prayers, we, you know, tobacco is one of the offerings that we'll do, and we'll make our prayer ties and different kinds of things like that with, this, with tobacco. And so this particular leaf was very special to me. It had been given to me and dried out right there from Hawaii. And they said, use this, use this. So I crumbled it up and I started to make this tobacco leaf into smaller pieces so that I could use it for the purposes that I needed. And as I'm crumbling this, I can feel the spirit of Pele. I could feel the essence of those elements that I lean into and the element of fire and when you think of what lava is it's earth it's fire it's liquid-ish I mean think about what lava is it's like the culmination of these elements in one in such a powerful form wouldn't you agree? And that's what kept coming to mind. And of course, with Pele, she brings that energy in full force. 
So I get the tobacco all crumbled up and I get my cloth and decide on what I'm going to be doing based on what spirit had guided me and needed of me for those prayers that night. And I'm sitting and I'm burning my sage as I do. And I start to pray with this tobacco. And in my mind's eye, I'm taken to the lava fields and Volcanoes National Park on that southern eastern side of the island is very active. And it was at that point in time, although that night I wasn't sure how it was going, you know, if they were having more lava flow than usual or what was happening. But I just went with it, prayed, and um, as I did, I was just guided by spirit as to what to pray for. Got done with the prayer ties and wrapped up ceremony, felt it come to a conclusion. And it's not always perfectly clear exactly what spirit is asking me to pray for. Sometimes they will just wake me up and ask me to pray for the greatest good of all concerned. And then they'll bring me pictures in my mind. They'll bring me energy. They'll bring me um, concept, notions, people that I need to lean into and pray. And it became really clear to me that I am just a conduit. I'm like a window pane, if you will, that is this bridge that allows the light to come through. And they use me in that way to affect change on this physical plane. And that night was no different. And I had found out later on that that particular night was a very active night with the volcano and it made complete sense. Some of those nights, there's actually a um, photographer that he always says that he has this love affair with Pele and he would go out where the lava would be spewing and he'd be taking photos. And he actually captured this photo that the lava just spouted into the air and as he snapped this picture, there it was, a heart <laughs> made out of lava. And he is a good one to listen to what spirit asks of him. And he would often say that he would be woken up and said to go out, go take pictures now. And it's important for us to be in that space where we can be swayed by spirit persuaded and moved in the direction we need to go. And so long as we're keeping ourselves open and clear mind, body, and spirit, and we lean into what is of the greatest good of all concerned, that is very important, all of a sudden we put ourselves in alignment and we can be this um, spiritual warrior. And we can be that, that spiritual servant, if you will. And your guides, the powers that be, that God energy, source energy, creator energy will work through you for the benefit of others. And as I'm down here in Malibu, having made this connection with my friend just not even 24 hours ago. So much magic has happened. So many people that I've met that all talk about the events that they want to have, the energy work that is needed so greatly by individuals and people asking how they can be of service, how they can be better at what they do how they can up-level and be a clearer channel for the earth and all her inhabitants. And that is how it goes. When we have that intention to up-level, all of a sudden we get into this space, this clarity, and we are able to have this clear connection so the light can come through 
and we become that great big reflective surface, but also that window pane, you know, that allows us to be in alignment and bring forth the light and the greatness to benefit others. And when I have been in that space, that is when the greatness comes. When I went to Egypt, that is how it worked. When I went to Peru, that is how it worked. The times that I spent in Hawaii, South America, all the places, we were navigated by spirit because we were in alignment with the greatest good for all concerned. And how did that happen? We up-leveled mind, we up-leveled body, we up-leveled spirit, fortifying our own elements of our body, grounding, keeping our body healthy, minding what we put in to our bodies, minding who we are around, breathing deep, taking these deep breaths, drinking water with intention, understanding that it brings harmony to us because our life force energy is carried through the blood of the body. Our life force energy is the strength that we have that helps us to navigate well. When we take that deep breath, the oxygen that we breathe in is actually that invitation of spirit into our body. And when we breathe in, our blood becomes full of oxygen. It oxygenates our blood, courses through our blood, flushing by all the cells, taking from our bodies anything that doesn't serve, any cells that may not be right, any energy that may not be right. When you lean into the greatest good and you think very clear and in clear awareness and intention, to be in alignment with the greatest good, all of a sudden the next right step and the next right step and the next right step is always going to be there. When you don't get swept away and carried away by the story, all of a sudden that is how you rise out of the isness. I speak to that a lot in my book, Grateful, Powerful, Strong, because rising out of the isness is the key. When you rise out of the isness, you put yourself in alignment with source, with that creative force, that spiritual essence that is who we are. From that vantage point, we realize that the answer is never outside of us. The answer is always within us. And it is up to us to be our own answer, to be our own prayer, if you will. Because is it not that spiritual aspect that is when we pray, we are a part of? Because that is where we are from. Then we come here to visit when we are born and then eventually we get to go home. So when we invite that energetic force into us and we navigate from that point first, that is how we move the needle of the physical world. That is how I've been able to manifest and bring forth these opportunities. That is how I have brought forth the next right step in my own well-being. I have a book that I am preparing to write and it's going to chronicle my healing journey because there was a great deal of time that I was incredibly unwell 
And it was a very complicated path to get out from under that. And granted, I am very spoiled when it comes to healings. Anybody that has heard any of my podcasts or read the book or been on my website, you understand that when something would happen, I'd do ceremony and it would miraculously be done. That's why I have this ironclad, this incontestable belief and faith and all-knowing in that greater aspect of who we are, that there is nothing in my mind, body, spirit that could possibly believe that something is impossible. Everything is possible when you lean in in this way. So the book that I'm creating in my mind's eye talks a lot about that. Sometimes it's a matter of piecing it together. And it's that steadfast, relentless leaning into something more every step of the way, no matter what the isness looks like. It was the ultimate test, the marathon of leaning into faith over fear at all all times, at all costs, no matter what, that made that healing journey able to happen. And that belief in the next right step that I didn't need to know how to get from point A to point Z, all that I had to do was to get to the next right step and then lean in full force to that next right step. And what did that take of me? I had to be clear, mind, body, and spirit. I had to use all the tools to be able to navigate that. But that is what we want to do anytime something is going on in our life, especially if it's something that has a perceived negativity to it, because we can easily get swept away by the story, get swept away by all these earthly emotions like fear and jealousy, envy, anger. All these are very human emotions and honestly why we came here. <laughs> Oftentimes I imagine when I was up in spirit and I think about some of my dearest friends here that are also spiritual warriors also dealing with a lot of things. I imagine when we were on the other side and we were planning to come here, planning to be born, planning this path, because the broad strokes of our life are predetermined by us. The Many of the lessons, the karmic things, the, you know, energetics of the broad strokes of our life are predetermined by us. But the minute strokes, the free will, oh yes, we've got plenty of that. And honestly, guys, from spirit perspective, this life is just a blurb. This life is like one awesome ride, but it is just a blurb. And you've chosen so much of what you're experiencing. And you came here to be a creative being. As Abraham says, the leading edge of creation. And it's true. That while we are here, we have the opportunity to lean into the next right step, the next good feeling, the next direction that we want to go. We have the choice. Are we going to reel and hash over the things that are going on? Like the thing that happens with people oftentimes, we see it and we see it and we see it and we see it. And I am guilty of it as well is the observe and report. What do we do in life? If something is going wrong, we observe it and we report it to our friends. And we go over it and over it and over it and over it. And somebody who is actually going through an illness, they observe and report and observe and report. Keeping fresh, keeping new, this physical manifestation. When I had the cancer cells that I had, three times. I did not observe and report. If I did talk to anybody about it, it was going to be the people that I knew 
We're in control of their spiritual self. We're in control of their mind. And that would keep it on the down low and allow um, themselves to be taken on a spiritual journey, not on a fear journey. But mostly I just handled that between Tunkashlur, Great Spirit, Creator, and me. And that was it. It was going up on top of the mountain and doing humblecha those times. It was leaning into the next right step and believing wholeheartedly that it was there and being tested beyond measure. <laughs> but with that, it was a beautiful spiritual practice too. And it was that strengthening of that spiritual muscle, if you will. And honestly, I wouldn't have it any other way now. My life as it has unfolded, it was really rough those years. You know, those of you who have my book, you get it. I've shared quite a bit of it, quite a bit of it in that book. But now it's like a refined machine, that muscle, that strength that I've got to lean into something more allows us that confidence in our creative force. Confidence that no matter what is going on around us, no matter what the isness is, I have the opportunity, you have the opportunity to lean into something more. And what is it? What is it, my love, <laughs> that you're going to lean into? Because it's up to you. How are you going to nourish yourself, mind, body, and spirit, right now? Because all that we have is right now, you know. Yesterday has already been, and tomorrow has yet to come. Problem is, oftentimes we spend so much time worrying and fearing tomorrow based on the filters that we put in place from experiences of yesterday that we miss the right now the golden opportunity in this moment to navigate and to create. Because right now in this moment, you are on that leading edge of creation of your life, who you are going to be, who you are going to become, who you're going to put yourself energetically in alignment with. You are on that creative frontline right now breathe in and when you do drop your shoulders feel your feet on the ground allow your face to relax when you take these deep breaths Push it to the very bottom of your lungs. And when you take that deep breath, put another extra pop of deep breath in it. So it's like a double breath. You take a, and then another little pop of breath and you'll feel a reverberation of energy that goes through you. There's a special grounding, anchoring, strength that comes from that double breath and when you lean into that all of a sudden you become in alignment it's easier to see through the perspective of who you really are which is spirit it's easier to see the illusion that you might be adhering to meaning the story that you're telling yourself you might be dealing with a diagnosis. You might be dealing with a friend's diagnosis. You might be dealing with something terrible that you don't want to be experiencing. On the same note, we are all here for this journey. We all started out in spirit. We came here for this journey. And then eventually we get to go home. There's no other option but that. 
that we will all return back into spirit at some point in time. And there's different ways that we're going to be able to do that. Understanding that cyclical life, that eternal aspect of who we are, helps us get out of the, I don't want to say intensity, but it's like we can lighten up a little bit. We don't have to take everything so darn personal in this life. We can be a little more playful about it, light about it, knowing that everything is exactly, exactly how it's meant to be. It allows us to open up to the beauty all around us, to see the wisdom and strength in everything. The beauty in life itself. For those babies who are yet to be born, for those little ones who are so young that they are still navigating from that place of spirit. To the young adults that start to find their own path, their own way, what they are here for. Discovering the broad strokes of their life that they chose before they came in. All you parents, that's a big one for you to understand. It also releases the resistance, releases the brakes, so to speak, when we realize that everyone around us has those broad strokes. Everyone around us is a teacher and a student simultaneously. All of a sudden it releases the resistance of those people that might be here to teach us what not to do. Perhaps reflects judgment back at us. Gives us the opportunity to not judge. All of a sudden you're able to see those people as vital. Perhaps. And then finally as we start to round the corner as I am on this side of my life now, the difference in perspective is profound. The reflective quality on what is important shines bright. All of a sudden, the way my dad used to say, don't sweat the small stuff, and it's all small stuff, <laughs> rings true in my mind. All those little cliche quotes all of a sudden make sense. And I can sit here on this beach staring at the ocean, watching the dolphins and the pelicans, listening to the waves. Sitting here with you. And loving you exactly where you are at. and sending all the peace, all the tranquility, all the love and intention to you so that you too can breathe in deep, anchor into what is more, get right with the elements that you are comprised of. Lean into those, purify those, and up-level mind, body, spirit, so that you too will hear, will see, will perceive, and will draw to you like a magnet those synchronicities, because we are magnetic, we are creators, this earth plane is going to gravitate to you, whatever you are.
whatever it is that you've got in your energetic field. That energetic field that is like a bubble, that circle around you. You can feel what I bring. When you up-level, all of a sudden you're in control of that awareness. Brings that ability to navigate what you have in your energy field. And that is how we're going to fix things. That is how we up-level. Fix is not the right word because I always believe we are exactly where we're meant to be, but... To affect change of this physical world. Because we are always somewhere between the greatest good and the deepest despair at all times. We are always on this scale. And just as if you are surfing a wave, you can practice and practice and you can understand, you could be book smart, you can know all the fundamentals, but until you're actually out there on that wave, actually surfing, you don't really know. It's life experiences that teach you. And sometimes you just got to get out there and ride that wave, knowing that you're going to have what it takes in the moment to pivot, to swivel, to lean this way or that way. And it's going to be the thrill of a lifetime, my friends. Oha. I love you. <laughs> Deep breath. Hey, Chatu. And so it is. <laughs>